Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think Megan will very much make this quite different in some ways, whether or not she has it at the end. I think that I don't think we'll necessarily see her step out on the steps immediately after she gives birth. I think Megan's the sort of woman that's had a list of baby names at the back <laughs> of her Filofax, then phone, <laughs> then phone for the last 20 years. There is a suggestion that Kate became uncomfortable about William's infatuation, was the word I saw reported oh, with Rose. Hi there, and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm Zoe Burrell, and today we will be talking about where Meghan is set to give birth, Kate's shocking new feud, and Fergie's surprising plans to release a song. Joining us today to share all her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Angela. How are you doing? Good. Lots of stuff again this uh, this afternoon. We've got plenty to chat about, haven't we? Oh, isn't there? There's plenty of news buzzing around this week about the royal baby, given Meghan's due date is coming up. At this stage, though, there's been no official confirmation of where she's set to give birth. Mm, there's lots of speculation about this. We had heard last week it would, would definitely be the Lindo Wing. Now there's uh, discussion about the fact it could be anywhere from the Mulberry Birth Centre in Frimley Park in Surrey, where their new oh, cottage, wow. near where their new home will be. Or it could even be the Portland Hospital in uh, central London, which is where Sarah Ferguson gave birth to Princesses Eugenie and Beatrice. Look, it's hard to call this one. It's interesting that they haven't confirmed where she's going to give birth. I yes, suspect they it's because we would have told us by now, or they? we would have had a you know you would have there would have been some suggestion. Mm. Um, we know that in, when Kate has given birth at the Lindo Wing at St Mary's Hospital, that the security has got the sort of security railings have gone up um, a couple of weeks beforehand. Uh, she gave birth, of course, at the Lindo Wing. So did Princess Diana. There's been a lot of talk about whether Meghan can sort of break from tradition for generations of royal have had their babies at, at the Linda Wing. But equally, the, as I say, Sarah Ferguson had hers at the Portland and, you know, the Queen gave birth at home. It could be anywhere. I think we will, whatever, wherever she actually decides to give birth, I think we'll see a very different style of birth. And would it be a significant move to not have the baby at the Lindo Wing? Look, in terms of security, it's all set up. They know how mm. it works. Um, in terms of the staff, the uh, famous surgeon and gynecologist Alan Farthing is 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 based out of the Lindo. Um, so you know, and, and everything sort of works there. They've had royal brides before. The fact is, though, that um, Meghan and Harry's baby is only seventh and ninth to the throne. It's not a direct descendant to the throne. So, so the sort of mechanics around its birth are probably not quite so imperative as they were for George, Charlotte, and Louis. I think it'll be interesting to see what does happen. I think Meghan will very much make this quite different in some ways, whether or not she has it at the Lindo. I think that I don't think we'll necessarily see her step out on the steps immediately after she gives birth. Oh, so not primped and primed? Yeah. Well, we, how hard okay. work does that look? I, I mean, know. To, to turn around after a I, – look, Kate has had very quick labours, um, the lucky woman, although, of course, we know she had terrible morning sickness. Meghan obviously hasn't had that level of morning sickness, or I don't think we've heard any reports that she's had any. No, we but never. 
nevertheless, you can never predict how someone's birth is going to go. In fact, interestingly, I, I suspect, and I think it, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, but Pippa Middleton didn't come out of uh, hospital for many days after she had given oh, birth, okay. suggesting that it possibly was a cesarean birth. Um, so anything can happen in this. Yes, but what well, I, I mean, I think Sophie of Wessex had some complications too, didn't she? She did. Her mm. daughter, Lady Louise, of, of course, was born with some eye issues and um, complications there. So, of course, anything can happen. It doesn't really matter where the baby's born. You know, there's suggestions that it's sort of a snub that she may have her baby, you know, not at the Lindo Wing and Harry's mum had his baby at the Lindo Wing. I don't think it matters at the end of the day where the baby is born. Obviously, it only yes. matters that it's born safely. But I do think we will see a huge difference with the way Megan handles and approaches this. I think she's going to be the sort of woman who very much wants to turn inwardly. Kate was, as mm-hmm. we know, very dutiful. She stood out in those steps. She showed the world her babies yes. because they were, you know, George particularly was heir to the throne. And I think, uh, you know, and Kate was so much excitement to see the new baby too. Wasn't I know. There? And all those reference points in her outfits in terms of referencing, you know, her late mother-in-law yes. princess diana you know we she notably chose the red dress with the sort of white high crust collar which um diana had worn one very similarly on the steps of, of the hospital i think megan might do it quite differently i don't think we'll necessarily see a parade we've we've heard um suggestions that they may even not announce it for a couple of weeks they oh, may wow. not talk about it and that sort of thing um i think the nature of their um public messaging has been very open so i, sus- I suspect if everything goes well they will of course announce it but will we see the baby as quickly as we have with um kate well, fingers crossed i'd love <laughs> to see it <laughs> i know i'm looking forward to seeing it as well but it'll be interesting to see yeah of course and i know that after kate had george she went back to her family home for a little bit after mm. the baby do you think megan will take similar steps in her early days of motherhood i don't think she'll be going back well, to the family home the obviously because not the father's yes. home and <laughs> Look, I think we'll see Doria come Mm. over here, obviously. Hopefully they'll be into Frogmore Cottage. Uh, I think that there will be a real nesting period. I think she's going to – she will be a very different royal mother to to the royal mothers of past, largely because she's lived her own life and she's Mm. she's sort of 37. She's not like she's some young ingenue who's doing it the way that she's told to do it and that it's been done, you know, centuries and centuries before. I think she'll very much set an agenda, respectfully, of course, towards the Queen and how things are done. I mean, traditionally the protocol is that the Queen is told first of the birth. I'm not sure whether that is necessary that that's got to happen Mm. in this instance. But I think there'll be that mix of modern, and um, and sort of ancient protocols. I think there'll be a, a you know, I, I think the christening, things like that will be uh, very traditional. And, you know, as we know from the wedding, Megan followed some very traditional elements in there while bringing in some very modern ones. But I think it will be, this is going, this baby is going to usurp the Kardashians as the most <laughs> watched, admired, Isn't photographed, talked about. <laughs> um, baby on earth for a very long time. And also, I think we're all kind of curious to see what it'll look like as well. I I'm know, a real cutie. Uh, yeah, I know. So sweet. Yeah. And I'm sure they're very excited, though, to get to Frogmore Cottage and have mm. those few days together as a new family. Absolutely. And, and also, you know, they're really up to the wire with it, aren't they? They've had workmen there. Apparently, yes. there's a <laughs> security detail there recent in the last few days, uh, looking at security around the property. So it's obviously imminent, but you can imagine, can't you? When you're a new mum, you're so badly want to nest and um, get into your home. You want to get that nursery going. Mm. You just want to sort of chill out. And she's been very busy, of course.
course, Megan, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see how she gets on. Uh, and, of course, we don't know the gender of the baby and there's been no official word about it, but royal bookmakers believe they know the answers. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, they think they know the answers to everything <laughs> and never do, do they? So they've got odds on 8 to 11 that it is going to be a girl. So. The wow. Sort of the, the sort of suggestion is there's more greater likelihood that it will be a girl. Interestingly, they're, they're picking Diana and Victoria as the front Are runners they? for a name if it is a girl. I wouldn't think that they would go for either of those. I don't think Diana. I think Diana is mm. such an iconic name. It's a bit like if you were Marilyn Monroe's daughter and you were called your, you know, your daughter or granddaughter Marilyn. It's just yes. such a defining name. And I think Megan's very much her own person. While she would honour her um, late mother-in-law, uh, in much the manner that Kate and William did by calling Char- their daughter Charlotte, Charlotte Elizabeth Diana. I think there's every chance that Diana or indeed Diana's middle name, Francis, might end up in a, oh, in a, as okay. a middle name. But I don't think we'd see that as the, the baby's Christian name. I mean, that's a yes. huge sort of iconic figure to live up to. And they're, they're allowed, yeah, you know, there is only one Diana. It? And I think to suggest it's sort of, I think it's a bit of a, um, lazy suggestion, really. I, mm. I, if I'm proved wrong, I'm sorry, but I just don't <laughs> think it'll be a Diana. Likewise, I don't think Victoria either. I don't think Megan's the sort of woman who will, will go with, British convention. I mm, think it's very old fashioned, it name, is. isn't it? Yes. I can see her picking something a little bit out of the blue. I do too. Something a, a little bit more Americanized or, or a little bit more hippy dippy. Not really out there, but just something that's a bit more, you know, not Charlotte and Louis mm. and George. It will, I think it will be a, a combination of something English, but look. Megan's Megan strikes since you said me. seventh in line to the throne. Yeah. Probably not. And as look, much pressure on the name. Beatrice and Eugenie are both, you know, uh, they they have got royal connections in those names, but they're not they're not sort of typical mm. um, royal names. I do think one thing though. I'd love to know what you think about this, but I think Megan's the sort of woman that's had a list of baby names in the back <laughs> of her Filofax then phone, <laughs> then phone for the last 20 years, don't you? And then she's been, I mean, you think about her blog and the nature of the TIG, it was all about, you know, that she's got a very organised, guided life. I reckon the, 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 you know, the moment she sort of flipped into adulthood, she would have had lists that she's been keeping. I suspect <laughs> everyone sort of has a favourite name yeah, generally they do. in the back of their mind. They do, I know. But I, so I think interested. I reckon she's got massive, you know, and how she writes in that beautiful oh, handwriting, that calligraphy. Gorgeous. Can you just see these lovely lists in the back of this beautiful leather-bound notebook that she's been carrying around since she was 21 and Harry won't get a look in. Anyway, <laughs> that's my um, that's my thoughts on it. But I'm, I'm happy to be wrong when they come out and announce that Harry has had this favourite name since he was six. And then he's always wanted a daughter or a son by this name. But I I suspect I'm right on this one. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? And in other news, we understand that Meghan has been praised publicly by someone pretty important. Yeah, I really love this. This is Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mum, and um, she was at an event in Los Angeles and she was asked about what she thought about the new British royal and she said she was a great representation Aww. of our people. Um, apparently she said, I mean, I think she's a beautiful, intelligent, independent young woman and then she went on to say, I think it's amazing that she got that opportunity and that she is great representation for our people. It's really wonderful. Oh, I wow. think it's wonderful to get that sort of support. I mean, we know Megan's been... Much critiqued. There's yes, you know, a huge amount is made of the um, the uh, apparent rifts 
with well, there's the obvious rift with her father, but obviously the rift apart, alleged rift with Kate. I think to have support, particularly a time mm. when you're due to give birth, I think it's really important. So yeah. well, lovely, it must be lovely for her to hear those words and to and to know I that know. you know she she is doing a good job. I think she really is. I wonder if we'll get to see a play date with Beyonce's children <laughs> and the new royal bar. Indeed. Now you have to remind me who Beyonce's children are, Zoe. Come on, can you? Let's see. I know there's Blue Ivy. Yeah, and then there's twins, aren't there? Yes. Oh, the names of okay. This gone is a royal podcast. We don't have to be across <laughs> exactly. That. <laughs> yes, and moving on, the Duchess of Cambridge has reportedly told William she wants to banish one of their friends after falling out. That all sounds very dramatic. What's happened there? It does. And look, this is, it's really hard to get to the bottom of this because there's a lot of gossip. I mean, this is all taking place on WhatsApp oh. um, with various people in that live. Okay. So let me set the scene for you. <laughs> we're set, we're near Sandringham where Kate and William own their property and Mahal. Actually, that was gifted to them by the Queen after yes. their wedding. They spent a lot of time there. There's a lot of um, wealthy aristocrats that live up there. They could, they're called the, the turnip toffs. So oh. that set of character, you know, because it's a very um, a, a farming area and that okay. sort of thing. So lots of wealth up there. There's a couple called the um, Marquess and Marquesa of Chumley and their names are David and Rose Hanbury. They're friends with William and Kate, have been for a while. They get together when they're in the area. They've been to each other's homes. Um, there is a suggestion that Kate became uncomfortable about William's infatuation was the word I saw reported oh, with God. Rose. I can't We're, imagine no, that. They me, always look so in love. They Kate, do, don't they? I think together. this is – I'm not sure of the veracity of the story, but it's been absolutely filling newspapers mm. in the UK, the story that Kate and Rose have fallen out. Rose is a former model, very uh, attractive, married. They've got similar age children, so they have three children. They've got a, uh, one child and then the twins. They're great mates with, oh, Charles, uh, with George and Charlotte. Exactly. So I hope there's no truth in this, but look – you know, the, the palace have come out and said nothing. So um, that's not unusual. Exactly. For them. That's completely yeah. normal. Look, I hope it's actually just a storm in a teacup over. But you know what? People fall out over little things all, all the time. So if there is anything truth to it, hopefully they get over it. But um, yeah, look, it's it's hard to know in these situations when mm. you don't have a ver- you know, the verification from the source themselves. There could be something in it. Equally, there might be nothing. That's sad news. We hope there's nothing going on there. Mm. They're good friends. Um, and of course, the Queen has also agreed to stop driving on public roads. Yes. So, of course, you remember a few weeks ago, the Duke of Edinburgh yes. had his crash where he yes. turned the, the Land Rover um, overturned. What's happened, and this is again unverified, but the suggestion is that the Queen has uh, decided to stop driving on public roads. Now, this isn't such a huge deal because if you imagine the royals mm. have lots of their own private roads yes. at their multiple estates. <laughs> palaces, castles and whatnot. So it's not like, you know, she's stuck inside and, and can't get down to the local Because she's always been such a fan of driving and well, cars. Well, apparently she is a great fan, Zoe, but mm. apparently she's a terrible driver. So, oh, really? Yes. There's, there's some a story and uh, some biography of a, a Saudi, you know, a billionaire coming and visiting and going – out at her offering after lunch to take him out for a drive and him having to say to her, please slow down. Oh, no. Um, so, and as we know, after Prince Philip's um, accident, yes. she was seen driving without a seatbelt. Mm. So, the, look, it's interesting, isn't it? The Queen is the only person in Britain who doesn't have to have a driver's licence. I think if she has chosen not to drive on public roads, it's very prudent if she were to have yep. an accident at any time now. I mean, the, the there would be an uproar about the fact. I mean, she's... 
booked. She is 92. Uh, in Britain, you generally have to have your licence reassessed um, every three years over the age okay. of 70. So, look, I think it's a, it's a smart move. And she's still completely capable, as we saw in movies like uh, The Queen. There's plenty of grounds up at Balmoral, Sandringham, Windsor that she can drive on, yes. you know, to her heart's content. And if she enjoys driving, she can still do that. But I think it's it's prudent to not do so publicly. Yes, I think it's a very good decision <laughs> that she's made there. Mm. And just finally, on a fun note, we understand that Sarah Ferguson has plans to collaborate with Will I Am. I know, the big collab. <laughs> um, look, I think this is hilarious. You can't imagine why Sarah Ferguson would have anything in common with Will I Am, but he calls her his homegirl. Oh, <laughs> I just love it. Such a great <laughs> reference. Um, apparently they're great mates. She writes poetry. He, wow. um, he write, you know, he obviously writes lyrics. He's very enthused at, at putting some of her poetry to his music. She, we know, oh. has written children's books and that sort yes, of thing. Of but we were speculating on Channel 7 this week, uh, what lyrics, you know, she might use. And, um, you know, there was some, thought that and I suggested rather artlessly that you know how what would you rhyme with toe sucking <laughs> which um, I, I sat there in the studio having said that you know I've had a bit of time to you know think about it now but I was just sitting there feeling like a complete plonk on national oh, live television but it does beg the question because you know it does probably I have to run yeah exactly Dennis thank you there you go thank you Dennis our producer I, I was just for, sitting here trying to think of one for keeping thank you for that yeah, I had no idea idea what it yeah. would rhyme with but um anyway look it's it's a funny thing and you know what good on Fergie she exactly she's down with the kids that lady she, you know she had Ricky Martin at the wedding she's friends with Kate Moss I mean I want to be 55 and that cool when I grow up she's, I know, she's pretty good look, she's still a bit on the Angel 80s fashion but um <laughs> but give her her dues uh, you know look at his former black eyed peas guy if he makes a hit out of it you know she'll get the royalties exactly the well, royal with the royalties we will I'm sure we'll all be rushing to download that song <laughs> <laughs> lyrics, uh, naughty lyrics or otherwise. Hmm. And we'll have to let her know you have some tips for lyrics. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, well, on that note, I just want to say thank you for joining us today, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Zoe. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And, of course, don't forget to check out our latest Royal Mini Mag in the current issue of New Idea. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.